0: Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Frustration is a kind of it's one kind of relationship to a problem. And it's the, the relationship is, the, this problem shouldn't be. When we get overly frustrated or indulge that frustration, it's coming from a place where we think that the problem shouldn't be there at all. Which is just not true. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. This episode is part three of our Illusion of Frustration series, In this episode, we reveal the meta-false assumption that underlies frustration, a lens you look through all the time without realizing it. The bad news, it's causing a huge portion of your suffering. The good news is, is that it's a simple shift. This series is from a recent Leaders webcast that happens each week for members. For more information about the many benefits of Clear and Open membership and how to get the help you need in conversations like this, go to clearandopen.com.
1: Now let's dive in. Thanks for listening. Uh, in college, I had premarital counseling class. We were taught that most conflict in marriages are over unspoken expectations Ooh. for each other. Nice. Um, that's kind of where frustration seems to come into, that you have this unspoken expectation, or even a spoken one, too. I mean, it's so to be mm-hmm.
0: frustrating. Yeah, nice. There's a distinction from um, uh, a landmark education that I learned a long time ago. The th- they called it the three causes of upset. Undelivered communication, unmet expectation, and thwarted intention. Those were the three. They're all sort of the same thing. They're all really shoulds, right? Thwarted intention. This should have happened and it didn't happen. Upset. Unmet expectation. I wanted this to happen and it didn't. There's a should. They're all shoulds. Undelivered communication. I want this person to know this. But I didn't actually tell them, well, they should get it anyway. Common in couples, right? You should know that I like the sponge on the scrubby side down when you put it down on the counter, not the other way. Have you guys ever gotten in a fight about something like that with your spouse? <laughs> no, me? No. Well, of course the sponge should be the, the scrubby side down. <laughs> of course the toilet paper... Loose end should be on the top and not on the bottom. It's closer; you can reach it better. I'm totally compulsive about that. I don't put the toilet paper on the roll randomly. It's got to be on the outside because it's more efficient. Otherwise, you got to reach under and you're reaching further to get the thing. That's but I mean. was with a with a woman once who liked it the opposite way. We used to actually talk about this. Yeah, crazy. So frustration is a kind of it's one kind of relationship to a problem. And it's the the relationship is the, this problem shouldn't be. That's fundamentally where it comes from. This problem shouldn't be. What's the alternative to relating to a problem from a place of it shouldn't be? So if you drop frustration, which is this problem shouldn't be, shouldn't be having this problem. What's the alternative?
2: The preference, the underlying preference,
0: yeah, well you can transform it into a preference. I'd prefer that this be different, but then how can you relate to the problem if you're if you're not coming from a place of it shouldn't be, then what is the nature of the problem the why why is it why is it? yeah, there's the curiosity there that's definitely a piece of it. Where I'm going here is. Do you have an assumption that your life should be without problems? There's a meta should. Mm. I shouldn't have problems. These problems are annoying. They should go away. I should have no problems at all. Sign me up. I'm in. <laughs> right? Where do I get that? <laughs> do you know anybody with no problems? Have you ever dead heard people. of dead people have no problems? At good distinction. Have you ever heard of any living people with no problems? Do you know any living people with no problems? You could argue
1: that the dead people's
0: problems is that they're dead, depending on your point of view on death.
1: Uh, You argue whether or not they feel they have problems or we feel they have problems.
0: Good point. We don't really know.
1: I have clients that I probably feel that they don't feel they have any problems at all.
0: Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But they probably have symptoms of the problems. And they're dealing with pain and suffering, even though they may not be identifying themselves as the cause for sure. But this is a really interesting idea to, to notice where we have this unconscious attitude, this indignant kind of arrogant, like, well, I shouldn't have any problems. These problems are not okay. I solved that problem last week. There it is again. What the hell, right? yet we engage in behavior that invites all sorts of challenges and problems like you know for example owning a business oh my god you own a business huh. i mean maybe if you had like one customer you could make it so that you had no problems you could really attend to everything but you know the more complex things get the more problems happen so to change the perspective to from the perspective from i shouldn't have problems to i want good problems I want good problems. I want to be able to choose good problems. You guys heard this expression, uh, first world problems? We have this expression, right? That's sort of what I'm talking about here, only taking a little deeper. Think about the problems you have right now. How awesome are your problems? Are any of you having problems like getting enough to eat? Or keeping a roof over your head? Or stopping somebody from trying to kill you? Or the government taking all of your money or a fatal disease. That one was a bad example. Yeah, we're all struggling with the government the go- taking yeah. our money. <laughs> Not all of your money. If they thought they could get away with it, they would. Is that really true?
2: <laughs> no, that's my belief system, though.
0: Yes. And how is that serving you and yada, yada, yada? You can do the rest. So take a look at your problems. And this is a really great way to get out of frustration. When you feel frustrated about something, identify the frustration, identify the should. And then another thing you can do is take a step back and really look at the problem. Like, what's the problem? Like, oh God, it's so annoying. I have to go to two different grocery stores to be able to get all the things that I want. <laughs> right? you ever had that frustration? Because that's usually the case. Well, I can't get organic eggs at this place, but this other place that they don't, they never have the bread I want. I have to go across town. Yeah. Four miles. I God. In a Cadillac. <laughs> right. In the comfort of your car, you know, your amazingly engineered automobile, you got to drive it's 10 minutes out of your way to go to the other store. I mean, what a great problem. That's terrific. That's terrific. That's a great problem to have. Love that problem. That's how good your life is that that's a problem you have. Or even an employee problem. I have an employee who's, you know, not not performing well. You mean that person who works for you and is doing stuff that 10 years ago you had to do that your company has grown and been so successful that you're able to hire people and create jobs and not everything is going perfectly with this one employee. That's a pretty cool problem. It's way better than like flesh-eating disease huh. or malaria. Most, most times, yes. Most <laughs> times. Or like, yeah, you can't pay rent this month. Yeah. And, and it's not like... This is not the guilt thing of like, there are starving people in Africa. This is not that. It's just to put a little bit of metaspace between you and your problems and just to reflect like, wow. Yeah, this is a problem. And I don't need to be frustrated about it because that's not going to help. And frustration really doesn't make sense because this is a great problem. This is really a great problem. I'm so grateful that I have this problem because it means I have the set of circumstances. You know, car breaks down. Hey, you had a car. Lots of people don't have cars, you have money to fix it. Lots of people cars break down and the things like it just sits there on their lawn growing grass because they can't afford to fix it. Right? It's just to notice where our minds go because what, when we get overly frustrated or indulge that frustration, it's coming from a place where we think that the problems shouldn't be there at all, which is just not true. It's it's the false sense of freedom. It's the idea that freedom is no boundaries, getting to do whatever we want whenever we want, and we'll never have any problems. That's related. There's just no referent in human reality for that. You know,
2: is this really to create the space to be curious about how to solve the problem and achieve the standard? Because it sounds like in my head there's a softness to it. Like, hey man, like, you got a car. (laughs) (laughs) And like, that doesn't feel good to me without adding the, like, you're, you're gotta pull away the frustration Mm -hmm. to be able to solve the problem.
0: Yeah. And you can go, you can certainly go too far, right? You can be overly frustrated or you can not have enough edge on it and, and, you know, get high three times a day and be like, hey, man, it's all good. You know, that can go too far too.
2: I have a question. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been thinking a little bit about this lately in the context of what eternal life might be like according to the Christian tradition. And it seems as though, and I may be just totally misinterpreting or misunderstanding what people have said. Uh, it, it seems as though what is referred to as uh, the afterlife or heaven uh, is almost a problem-free existence. <laughs> yes, and and so I wonder. <clears throat> if my, I I'm thinking that sounds kind of boring to me. <laughs> And I'm thinking, well, why do I feel that? Well, because it seems like as much as we complain about our problems, and I certainly do as much of that as as the next guy, that it seems like the the human beings solving problems is one of the ways that we get fulfillment and enjoyment in life. So I'm I'm wondering if people have some observations uh, or perspective about this And and not not that you have to justify um, afterlife for me, uh, but but just whether it's true or whether it's oversimplified to say that we get a lot of, if not most of our satisfaction in life from solving something that we might characterize as a problem. I I don't know. Um, Just thought I'd like to hear some discussion about that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well said. Um, You raise a go ahead, Scott. I
1: was going to say that why we hang on to problems that we should. Ultimately, let go of or or easily fixed or absolutely add on to the complexity of them.
0: Yes, that's for sure one piece of it because problems make life interesting. I mean, how many people do you know who retire and immediately pick up some hobby, start another business? They, you know, because they say they get bored. Yeah. Right. What do they do? They have the option of lying on the couch and doing crossword puzzles all the well, even that's those are problems. They have the option of just sitting around and eating whatever they want and doing whatever they want, right? But they engage in an activity that invites problems. Because it's fun, it's interesting. You feel a sense of satisfaction when you solve a problem. That's the truth that is the essence of how we get addicted to frustration. Because there's something about wrestling with a problem that makes us feel alive, and you can get hooked on that.
2: We we could call it a challenge. Yep, and maybe challenge is a distinction with a difference mm-hmm. from a problem. I don't know. My 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 um, one of my former employees used to say, especially back when he was a subcontractor to me, he said no, no problems here, just solutions. But um, you know, it seems like that's. You know having being challenged and having problems to solve is is a largely i think what makes life wonderful. It's mm-hmm. not the only thing there are certain some wonderful things about leisure and recreation and, and and mixed in with all of that i guess
0: yeah what's the difference like at the end of your day when you're doing leisure and recreation, you know having that drink or playing that golf or whatever you're doing to unwind? you can feel the difference between when you've solved problems and worked hard during the day to earn that and when you haven't absolutely it's a totally different experience right yes so there's there seems to be something natural about we we like to earn things you know there's the you're on and then you're off and rest is more rest when contrasted with hard work and work is more engaging when contracted with rest. Look at the way our bodies are designed. You know, if you walk up a mountainside and you step, step, so you do left, right, left, right, left, right. If when you're using your left leg, your right leg doesn't relax in some really important places, you're not gonna get very far. You're gonna cramp up really fast. Look when you extend, you know, your arm using your tricep. Your bicep gets to elongate, and then the opposite happens. There's this balance, right? So with problems and challenges, it's not about. It's pretty clear that life is not designed about around helping you get to this place of having no problems. Let's just you know check out any animal; they've got problems, they've got challenges, right? Make a nest get food, reproduce. They're, they're compelled. They're busy. Busier than we are. We complain about how busy we are.
1: This is my personal belief, but I think, like, you know, as designed by a God, you know, we are designed to face problems, but we take it. Humans have this problem of taking things too far, like alcohol. Taking uh-huh. in small doses is fine, but uh-huh. you go full bender on it, not good. Same with problems. You face a problem, making a table are we going to get this to have tension and support that's a good problem to work on it's not oh my I'm hitting my wife and you know now I have problems with the cops that's a bad problem (laughs) you know
0: Um, I would definitely rather have the table I would prefer to have the table problem than the
1: other one yes I'm just saying I mean there are problems that we are good to have and and challenge our minds but Mm -hmm. we are like alcoholics and we take problems and create problems and yes. hang on to problems. And...
0: and that's where things like addiction to frustration can come in. And, and where um, anytime someone has a long-standing problem, that's why I like to ask that question, what's good about that problem? And people always reflexively say nothing. But that's the only wrong answer.
2: <laughs> and isn't that the thrust of the third Byron Katie question? What are you getting out of it? What are you getting out of it? Exactly. Because if you think it's just a... A problem that you never think what you could get out of it, you can't change it.
0: Right. Right. Because if all of you, every single fiber of your being, every cell in your body, every component of your consciousness really didn't want it, it would be gone by now. But there must be something you're getting out of it. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the Clear and Open Podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening, and bye for now.